You're listening to Rama for Today. Now, when you think of the Son, S-U-N, now He is the Son, S-O-N, but He's also this Son, S-U-N, of righteousness. When you think of the Son, you think of sunbeams. You think of shining light. Well, that's the reason He calls it Son because he's still beaming love, beaming light, beaming forgiveness, beaming cleansing, beaming or shining, either way you want to say it, healing on all, hallelujah, who will permit him to do so. Welcome to Rhema for Today. This week, Kenneth E. Hagan starts his classic teaching from the Rhema archives entitled, Son of Righteousness. Stay tuned for this timeless teaching. Also, later in this broadcast, I'll tell you about this month's special offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. How many of you have your Bibles? Praise God. I want you to open your Bibles today to two openings. The ninth chapter of Matthew and the fourth chapter of the book of Malachi. Now, that's right close because Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. Matthew is the first book of the New Testament. I said that to you so you wouldn't start looking in the back of your Bible <laughs> or over in the front. Amen. Malachi, the fourth chapter, the second verse. Trust you have your Bibles and you'll read it with us. As we read, you'll watch it. Look, Mark, praise God, the Scriptures and... Know what the scriptures say. The second verse of the fourth chapter. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Now in the ninth chapter of Matthew, the 35th verse, speaking about Jesus, for he is the son of righteousness that did arise with healing in his wings. Hallelujah. 35th verse of the ninth chapter of Matthew, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. In this uh, book of Malachi, which, of course, we've already stated and you well know is the last book of the Old Testament, in the last chapter, the fourth chapter, almost the last word, just a few more verses left here. These were the last words that were uttered before the closing of the Old Testament canon, before those 400 years that were silent centuries that is, between Malachi and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom God has spoken to us in these last days, as the writer of the book of Hebrews says. Well, we find Malachi predicting the rising of the Son of Righteousness with healing in his wings. That was that second verse we read of Malachi. Now, that prediction was fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ, the day spring from on high, who hath visited us. And he was manifested, the Bible said, to destroy the works of the devil. 
that includes sickness as well as sin, because he healed all that came unto him and delivered all that were possessed of the devil. In the eighth chapter of Matthew, when it said in that uh, 16th verse, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Well, thank God he is still the same today. He hadn't changed. He's still that same son, S-U-N, son of righteousness, hallelujah, the son of righteousness, praise God. He still, notice he said, with healing in his wings, son of righteousness, with healing in his wings. Now, when you think of the son, S-U-N, now he is the son, S-O-N, but he's also this son, S-U-N, of righteousness. When you think of the sun, you think of sunbeams. You think of shining light. Well, that's the reason he calls it sun, because he's still beaming love, beaming light, beaming forgiveness, beaming cleansing, beaming or shining, either way you want to say it, healing, on all, hallelujah, who will permit him to do so. The life which is the light. When you think about Malachi predicting that the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, you think immediately of John's gospel, the first chapter and the fourth verse that said in him was life and the life was the light. Hallelujah, light. When you think of the sun, you think of light, don't you? You see, thank God he is the son of righteousness. And that light is still shining into the hearts and the lives of those who are open to him. Now, you know, it's hard to keep sunshine out. Amen. You can... Uh, Draw every curtain, pull every blind, shut every door, lock the shutters, close off every avenue, so to speak. But some way or another, the sun has a way of stealing in and making a spot of glory in the midst of gloom. And God is still the same today. And God is not, the Bible said, willing that any should perish. Hallelujah. Even when the doors are shut, and barred against him. Even when the windows are closed, thank God he still loves those people anyway, just like he loves you, just like he loves me. And he's trying to get in. He's sending a, a ray of divine light any way he can, praise God. And you know, it's amazing sometimes how those rays of divine light come to people, sometimes even with barred doors and windows sometimes through the prayers of God's people, sometimes through testimonies, sometimes just through a, a kind act of, of a person of God or a smile, sometimes just, just a word dropped here and there, just the word of God, amen, that comes in, that the Holy Spirit can use to enlighten and to dispel the darkness. Well, really, if we want to get the full benefit of the son of righteousness, we just should open up to him. Open our entire being up to him. 
spirit, soul, and body and let the sun shine in. Amen. Now, you know, sometimes God can just, uh, like I said, even to those, let me comment on that a little bit, that has the doors all shut and the windows all closed and the blinds all drawn and trying to keep the sunshine out. Sometimes he just has a way. Sometimes just a word. I remember I went to uh, hold a meeting in 1950 in, uh, in a certain place. No, 1952, actually. This was, this was January of 1952. And I was sitting there on the platform. You know, we started off on Sunday night. And I saw a gentleman out there in the congregation. Now, I had not seen that gentleman that I could remember since 1939, 13 years before. And there he sits, he and his wife. Now, when I knew him, last time I saw him, he didn't have a wife. He was an older gentleman. But there's a lady I didn't know that his wife, I learned later it was his wife. And I saw him sitting there. I recognized him. I, like I said, the last time I saw him was at a funeral of one of his relatives that I preached in my church. And he attended that funeral. Otherwise, he never heard me preach. Otherwise, he never met me. Otherwise, he did not know me. I did know this from his relatives, you see, that he was unsaved that he was not a Christian. I saw him sitting in this church. I, I saw him singing right along with everybody else sang. I saw him lift his hands, and I, that this almost startled me, knowing something of his background, and his, what his folks had said about him, you see, and so on. I saw him lift his hands and praise God. I looked his way. He smiled. I don't I think he didn't know that actually, actually, actually later on. You know, he didn't realize that I recognized him, but I did. And so immediately when the service, the very first service in this church was over, he came and shook hands with me and said, Brother Hagin, I'm so glad to see you. You remember me? I said, oh, yes, I remember. See, I just met him that one time, just saw him that one time. I said, oh, yes, I remember, you know, at the funeral of your uh, niece there in Farmville, Texas in 1939. He said, Brother Hagin, I don't know whether the pastor told you. Of course, of course, I didn't, you know, I never thought of it. But uh, he said, I've just been saved just uh, oh, a couple of weeks. In fact, I just baptized in water here in this church last Sunday night. He said, you know, I guess uh, maybe this pastor here, I haven't said this to he may think it's something that he said or his sermon that brought me to the Lord. But he said, you know, you said something in preaching that funeral 13 years ago that I've never been able to get away from. And so he said, in this meantime, I had married and we come to live here, and I just couldn't get away from that statement. He said in the night time, that statement, all these 13 years would come back to me. Just one, one statement. I don't know anything else she said. <laughs> See, I don't know anything else she said. To everything else I said was evidently closed off. But on that one statement, some way or another, God found a little hole in that curtain he had pulled, and the sun shines through. The light shines through. Are you following me? And so he said lately, that statement, after these years, see, here was a man, you know, I guess 60, maybe in his early 60s, 13 years. And so he said, I just said to my wife, you know, I can't get away from a statement I heard a preacher say 13 years ago. She didn't know me. Like I said, she didn't live there. You know, he lived somewhere else. And he said, uh, 
I know he happened to be pastor of, a, of an Assembly of God church. I'm going to look in the phone directory and see if there's an Assembly of God church in this town. Well, there was, of course. He found his several of them, but he found the first assembly. And he said, if there is, I'm going out there Sunday night and go to the altar and give my heart and life to the Lord. So he said, I, I came with that purpose. I really don't know what the pastor preached. He may think it's his sermon, but I came with the thought in mind, I'm going to the altar. I'm going to kneel there in that altar of God and open my heart up to the Lord. And he said, it's something. And he told me the little statement, just a little phrase I made, just a little statement that you made 13 years ago. Hallelujah. Well, I rejoiced. Amen. I hugged his neck. He hugged my neck. We just had a shout spell around the front of that church. You're listening to Rama for Today. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. We have an offer, an awesome offer this month. It is your dad's timeless teachings on uh, Son of Righteousness. That's three CDs. Yes, yes. And if when you purchase that, when yes, you order what? that, well, you get this free. Where is God in my storm? Yeah, you get my book. Where's God in my storm? This is a what a 145-page book, mm-hmm. and and it comes in. It comes when you order this for twenty-one dollars, and you get the book free. That's right. So you go right now and get a hold of that. That's a great offer. Don't delay. Call today. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message, Son of Righteousness, here on Rama for Today Radio with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.